Hello, fellow Panthers fans, and welcome to the Indoor Cats podcast. I'm your host, Rod Villagomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find the show on Twitter at Indoor Cats Pod. Welcome to episode number one, folks. This is uh, the brand new podcast dedicated to the Oakland Panthers of the Indoor Football League. If you are looking for another Indoor Cats pod, uh, you are in the wrong place. But keep listening because we've got some compelling content about uh, the Indoor Football League and about the brand new Oakland Panthers football team. Uh, we have got a special guest, episode one, and I'm already busting out the guests. We've got Deshaun Jones. He is the f- uh, just signed running back uh, for your Oakland Panthers, and uh, I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. Such a great guy, such a great addition to this team. I can't wait for his energy to bring it to, to Oakland and uh, for him to hit the field. So, uh, again, a great episode one already for you to sink your teeth into. So let's uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's get the show going. So as we launch this new adventure, this new show, uh, I figure that you might want to know a little bit about the person behind the microphone and who I am and why I'm doing this podcast. Because again, a lot of the the podcasts that people make, uh, people are are wondering why and why this is in existence. And so in episode one, I guess it's a, as good a time as any to introduce you to myself and to uh, what I bring to the table for you and, and what we're going to be doing here in this show and why it exists in the first place. So uh, my name is Rod, as I said in the opening, and I am just an avid, avid sports fan. And more lately here, I've been absolutely focused, laser focused, I think, to the to a fault on football. Um, I, I've been watching football my entire life. I'm in my 40s now, so um, I've been watching football probably more, longer than some of you guys have been alive, and uh, and maybe even uh, less than some of, but I've, I've been a football fan my entire life. I'm in California. I've, I grew up in California. I was born in California. Uh, which made me uh, by default a, a 49ers fan because of where I'm at in Central California. So, um, you know, my, my, my dad was a Niners fan. Some of my family was a Niners fan. And, and I grew up in the era of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and, and all of those great 80s teams. And so I don't know how you could not have been a 49ers fan uh, growing up in the 80s in California. So um, I did fall under that. And it's followed me ever since. I mean, I've never really given up on the Niners at all. I know that there was really a tough decade in there uh, where where things kind of fell apart. But uh, boy, I got to tell you, we're on the right track now, right? Uh, nine and uh, one, it, it's a great feeling. Um, and I'm sorry if you are an Oakland Raiders fan, because I do understand that this is an Oakland Panthers podcast and that there's probably a lot of folks from Oakland listening to this podcast. Uh, but I will say that I don't dislike the, the Raiders. I'm not a, a Raider hater, uh, but I certainly cheer for the Niners if the two of them meet and when they meet. So uh, if you've already turned off the podcast, you probably aren't listening to the rest of this. But if you're still listening, thanks. Thanks for hanging around. Thanks for overlooking my uh, my San Francisco uh, side of the Bay uh, you know, mentality. But Anyways, I've been a Niners fan my entire life, um, and and you know, in the last I'd say four or five years, I've actually really started to get into um, more of the alternative leagues. I mean, I've always been kind of a fringe league kind of a guy. Uh, you know, I, I liked the XFL the first time around. Um, I've given 
all, most of the alternative leagues that have popped up, I've given them at least a chance to, to see. And of course, most of them have folded. But, uh, but I've really started to dive into it. And that started about four years ago when I started following the CFL uh, closely. I mean, I'd, I'd given, kept tabs on it and, and you know, kind of knew what was going on. But uh, it wasn't until about four seasons ago that I actually started to, to follow the CFL in earnest. Uh, and I picked a team in Ottawa. It's called the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, but this isn't a CFL podcast. But I mean, I, I chose them. I started following them. Um, and then I made a podcast about their league and, and their team, actually. So, uh, you know, I've been podcasting about the Red Blacks for a couple of seasons now. But uh, from that kind of sparked my love of, of uh, I, I've always loved talking sports. I mean, I've been a sportscaster, uh, you know, for, for just a, a bunch of different sports it, through college and, and some side outside of college. Um, never actually done it in the professional context where, you know, I've been calling for a team, but, uh, I'm certainly open to that. Uh, but, but I've done it, you know, again, in college for college teams, for some of the, um, pro events that have happened within my area. Um, I've, I've called them. So, uh, I do love sports casting and it was something that I did, um, quite often. Uh, and, and for hockey and, and soccer and all that stuff. But, um, but it really sparked my interest as far as uh, getting some of these other sports. And so I, I kind of dove into the AAF when it popped up, uh, started a podcast about the AAF, because again, I love talking sports and I love fringe sports. I love close knit community sports, uh, which the CFL is, it's got nine teams, uh, because in the NFL, you can get buried as a podcaster, as a person, as, as something you just get buried. Uh, and there's so many voices out there and it's hard to cut through the noise. Uh, but when you're doing stuff like this for, for small leagues, um, there's more of a community feel to it. And that's exactly what the AAF was, uh, was, a, was a pretty good community. It started to grow as a community over the eight weeks that it existed. And then, of course, it up and vanished. So left a hole in my schedule, as it were. And uh, luckily for me, right around that time, the Arena Football League uh, was cranking up. And it was, for the first time ever, being offered as a DraftKings play. And I am a fantasy football guy from way back. And when I say way back, I'm not talking about like five, six years ago. I'm talking about like 1999. Uh, if it gives you any context, one of my trades involved Jerry Rice and Troy Aikman. So that should tell you exactly what you need to know about my fantasy experience. Uh, you know, we're talking 20 years now of fantasy football experience. Uh, and so, you know, when, when DraftKings said that it was going to start uh, offering the AA or I'm sorry, the AFL, uh, I hopped all over that and we started uh, a podcast, my friend and I, uh, from the AAF days, we started a podcast about uh, the DraftKings contests on the AFL. And that's when I actually fell in love with the uh, indoor game. Uh, it, <laughs> it's so much different from, from outside. And so we all know NFL, you know what, what it is in the NFL as far as the, the distances and the, the length of the field. Now, the CFL is a more, it's a giant field. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot bigger than the NFL fields and end zones are 20 yards deep. The goalposts are in the front of the end zone. It's just such a, a wacky uh, uh, difference from the NFL. It's, it's so awesome. I love it to death. But then you turn that into a, a 50-yard game where the goalposts have nets and they bounce off the nets and, you know, it, it's just, again, it's, it's a complete, it's a difference in mindset than even the CFL or the NFL. So that's what I fell in love with was just all of the quirks of this league and all of the intricacies and, and the ways to play it and the players involved. 
Um, you know, cause again, there's less, we'll talk about it more. We're going to introduce you to it, to uh, indoor football. If you're not familiar with it, which, um, in fact, our guest today, uh, will tell you the same. Uh, if you're not really familiar with the game, we'll get you familiar with the game and we'll get you figured out, uh, on what to expect when you go to a Panthers game and what, what to look for. Um, but I fell in love with it. I fell in love with, with how the game flows. Um, obviously there's a lot of scoring, uh, and it's not because the defenses are bad. It's just because this field is so short and it's, it's difficult to cover some of these guys uh, when they're coming at you full speed, uh, which you can do in the in the indoor football league and the arena football model. So, uh, again, so much fun to watch. And and so when when I learned that there was finally going to be a team within my vicinity, um, you know, the Oakland Panthers, Marshawn Lynch bringing the Oakland Panthers to uh, Oakland. I thought this is perfect. Uh, it's a brand new team. Obviously, they probably won't have anybody jumping on their their uh, media podcasting uh, wagon yet. So it's it's great territory for me to kind of jump in there and and get in on the ground floor. And so what I will say is that. That's what this show is. This show is going to be uh, a fan podcast for the Panthers. I mean, we're going to talk about their games. We're going to talk about their players. We're going to talk to their players. Uh, we'll talk about things that they, they're doing in the community. Um, you know, this is this is a show that will bring light to some of these players that... And look, here's the thing. You know, when you talk about these smaller leagues, there's not a whole heck of a lot of publicity out there for these guys. And a lot of these guys are are guys that have jobs on the outside of this because it's not the most glamorous of pay. Uh, so, you know, they're doing, they're really doing this for love of the game and to hopefully throw enough stuff down on tape to where they get picked up in the likes of the NFL or even now the XFL. I mean, a lot of these guys, this is their audition for the XFL. Uh, maybe not 2020, but 2021, 2022, if it sticks around that long, uh, you know, there, there's opportunities for them to, to, to elevate their game. Um, not to say that the indoor league is not going to be competitive because, again, these guys are all football players that, that did well. Uh, but we just know, and, and I, I talk about it with our guest, that the funnel going to the NFL is very, very thin and that it's very difficult to make that, that league out of college. And so you have to do things like the uh, IFL, um, you know, and the AA and the AFL. I want to say the AAF every time, uh, but the arena football league and, and things like that, you know, to, to play and the spring leagues and, and all those things uh, in order to get yourself seen. And, and I'm excited that the XFL is going to be a thing because it does give more of these uh, arena players uh, an opportunity to go play pro and, and to make a little more than they're making now and, and maybe make a name for themselves uh, and maybe make it to the NFL. But Again, uh, with with teams like the Oakland Panthers, with teams like all of the indoor football league teams, uh, it, it's just fun to watch these guys. And and the thing you get to do in the indoor football league and in uh, these smaller leagues is get to know the guys. You know, you get to know the players. A lot of them are available after the game. A lot of them stick around and sign autographs. And you know, you get more close access to. Uh, everybody on the field than you would if this was an NFL setting and maybe even an XFL setting. So, you know, if you're new to the indoor game, if you're new to arena football, if you're new to indoor football, just understand that what you're getting yourself into is a fun, uh, and I don't want to call it minor league because it's not a minor league. It is a pro league in its own right, but it, the type of feel that you get from a minor league game Um I know that you guys are Oakland fans. So if you've gone to a 
uh, a game in, I don't know, Sacramento, right? A triple A AAA game in Sacramento, or uh, maybe even in Stockton, a single A game in Stockton, those type of, of feel, you know, that community feel where it's, it's a, it's a fast paced game, but it feels like a, a small uh, venue that you can enjoy and not feel overwhelmed by, you know, and, and I know the NFL conditions in NFL state, we have to go to the Coliseum, right? You get swallowed whole sometimes by that, that, uh, that feel. Uh, but when you go to these games, you get to enjoy a, a simpler game, um, feel wise. So I, I hope that you enjoy this show. I hope that, uh, you enjoy the game and I certainly hope that the, the Panthers really bring a fun atmosphere into this. I, I know that they're, um, they're coming into this league brand new. And so they have a lot of, uh, building up to do. And, and so what we're going to do is watch them grow. We're going to watch them as they start selling tickets. We're going to watch them as they settle into their new place. Um, and I know people are saying, well, how, how can they fit in the Coliseum? Well, they're not going to be in the Coliseum. Uh, they'll be indoor. So, uh, you know, all, all I'm saying is that we are going to have a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm excited that in this first episode, uh, we are going to be straight off the bat interviewing one of those players and talking about uh, the excitement level of, of the season to come and just how exciting it, it's going to be. And these guys, again, they're, they're really excited to be playing for the Panthers. I mean, all of them to a T are, are super excited to be um, part of this, part of this brand new adventure. And, uh, and, and so you'll hear it in the voice of our next guest and, uh, and you'll just, you'll understand why it's going to be uh, fun for you, fun for everybody. So, uh, all right, listen, no more introductions. Uh, I, I just want to say that uh, I, I look forward to to spending some time with every one of you um, on the air here this this season and getting to know you. Uh, follow on Twitter at IndoorCatsPod. Uh, that's at IndoorCats, C-A-T-S, pod, P-O-D. Um, and, and, uh, and talk to me. I love talking to, to listeners. I love getting to know the community. Um this is not a show just for me. This is a show for everybody. So hopefully we, we do that and we do it together. So, uh, all right. Our first guest ever on episode one, I was lucky enough to land Deshaun Jones. He is a running back, uh, that is now an Oakland Panther, part of the first, uh, first, I guess, I don't know what you call a pack of Panthers. Uh, I'll tell you right now that I looked at, uh, Google and it told me that it would be called a pride, but Panthers stock alone. So there's really no name for a group of Panthers, but uh, he's one of the first Panthers. We'll just put it that way. Deshaun Jones running back for the Panthers. Uh, here's his interview right now. On the line now is one of your inaugural Panthers. It is Deshaun Jones, a running back by trade, but I got to tell you, uh, he's going he's gonna to have a lot of fun in this arena league the way it's set up. So Deshaun, first of all, congratulations on the signing and uh, welcome to the Panthers. Thank you, man. Go Panthers. Absolutely. All right. So listen, you are coming from uh, a small private school, right? Uh, out of college and uh, you've done a lot of great things out there, but what's it like to, to get the call from Oakland saying, congratulations, you're a Panther. Oh man, the call, the call was great, man. The call was real great because um, me and coach Brian, we had been um, speaking or whatever. And you know, he, we were discussing tryouts and things like that and this, that and such. And just talking about what's going on and the building of the franchise. So, and he's telling me everything. He just really got straight to the point, man. And he just kept it real honest with me. And he just gave me a real genuine feel, man. It made me real excited, but it was more of a calming feeling just 
the feeling that he gave me over the phone and just listening to him talk and just talk about everything and hearing it and feeling how genuine he was and reaching out to me, man, it just, it was great. It was great, especially after the, all the hard work I put in. Yeah, it was, it was, overall, it was a great call, but it was, yeah, it was great. So great you're in North Carolina. Have you ever been to California before? I've been once. I've been to San Diego uh, playing at Campbell. We, uh, they were part of our conference. Uh, I, um, I think it, I don't know. I'm not sure the name, but it was a uh, school in San Diego. But, um, yeah, we went out there one time. So that's the only time I've been out to California. Well, well now you get to make Oakland, Northern California. I know that's Southern California. I, I know people that outside of California think that San Diego and, and like, San Francisco and uh, Sacramento are all, like, 10 minutes apart. But uh, you'll learn quick that that's not the case. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I know now because I heard, oh, I forgot what it was. I'm not even sure, but even here in uh, North Carolina, even in Charlotte, like the biggest city, one of the biggest cities here is like, you know, um, different cities are far away. So, but there is like nine hours away. You know what I'm saying? You could really just fly. You got to fly to the next city. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody says, well, cause I live right in the central Valley. I live in Stockton and everybody goes, well, why don't you just go to Disneyland like every weekend? And I said, cause that's a seven hour drive and that's with no traffic. So there's no way I'm going to make that every weekend. Right, they think you just right down the street from everything, but in our reality, you're actually not. <laughs> yeah, but you're moving to the Bay, and the Bay's a, a great place to live, and, and uh, it's a great place to work. So um, just really how excited are you to, to be uh, in the professional ranks now in, in football? Man, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it definitely um, gives me a different feel, you know, when I'm, when I'm working out now, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as far as before, it was just, you know, you're working out and you're hoping you get in the car and you're hoping you're about to get signed and stuff. And stuff is just up in the air. But, you know, now when I'm working out, you know, I actually can visualize myself in an Oakwood Panther uniform, you know, just on the field and doing different stuff. So it, it definitely just gives you a different drive, man, just knowing that you got to go out and compete again. So it's, it just it just gives you a different type of motivation. Well, it's a great feeling to have again, just to – be in the environment of competition and and brotherhood and just to be a part of something to just be great. Yeah. And a part of something brand new too. I mean, this is a brand new team that you get to yeah, be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They can't that take that away. Thing about it too, just it being a brand new team and then being honored to be just being, making me feel honored just to be, you know, as one of the first players to be on the team, you know what I'm saying? To be thought, creating something and starting something so great. And that makes me really just want to get on top of my game so I can, when I do go out there, I represent myself well and I also represent them well, you know? So let's talk about how to set the tone for the years and the years to come, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. That last time that you competed, uh, you you went to Campbell, right? Which is a small, uh, private college in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, you've done some great things out there. I mean, setting records is never uh, a bad thing, right? So talk about your time at Campbell. Talk about, uh, your, your, your mindset at work, uh, watching your tape. You've got some really great runs. I mean, you can, you can go right up the middle, you can bounce it out. Um, so just talk about your time at Campbell. Um, my time at Campbell, man, it was great. You know, it was great. Uh, School-wise and football-wise, just met a lot of great people. Met met a lot of great professors. Um, just on on the field, though, you know, uh, starting off my freshman year, and actually all throughout the, all the years that I've been there, we did a lot of running back by committee, you know. But um, that junior year, uh, we uh, it was just a two-back rotation, and, and you know, I just really just made the most of every run I had. You know, and the O line did his thing 
well enough to get me out in front and be able to get out there. And that was the year that I actually rushed for the 1,000. And it was just a great experience. And then having Coach Minner out there, being being an ex-NFL player and the uh, wisdom and, and knowledge that he could he instilled in me and stuff like that. And just already he was already getting me prepared to um, kind of go pro, you know what I'm saying? Like from the minute I stepped in the door at Campbell, he was already gearing me to like, already get prepared to be a pro football running back because he saw that in me. But um so it was great. I got a lot of knowledge, um, learned a lot. Um um yeah, it was it was a fun experience. They're they're doing great right now. You know, they doing they playing well right now too, so go camels. <laughs> Gotta love when you leave it behind better than you than you found it, huh? Right, man, for real. So, all right, but so now you're a running back by trade, right? I mean, that that is your listed position uh, uh, that mm-hmm. you've been playing. When did you start playing running back? What, what was the early, early days of your football life? Well, I started, I, I didn't start playing football until eighth grade. So, um, you know, I initially played, I always played running back. I was always in the backfield. Um, and then high school, I played some, some defense, but I don't like defense, <laughs> but uh yeah, so I really was just a running back all throughout high school, and then I played some defense. They'll try to throw me on defense just because I was an athlete, but I never really took that serious. So it just I just transitioned from running back into college, and that's just what it's been since then. So you're in the Arena League, and, and I know I'm not sure. How familiar are you actually with the Arena League in general and, and the rules and, and how they play? See, I know I know it's a lot different. So I know it's like a lot of motions and I guess and stuff coming out the backfield and things of that stuff. And just uh, I know a lot of route run, running is probably required for the running back too. So yeah. So other than that, I, I'm not too much familiar with it. But <laughs> you're gonna get that I'm way, won't you? Educate myself definitely before I even you know try to get on the know, field. Yeah. I'd rather prepare myself before I come out there and just trying to learn the game on the spot. You know. And that's the thing. So the thing about running backs is, and especially in the uh, the arena type leagues and in the indoor leagues, I, I got to tell you, you are much smaller than most of the running backs there because those guys are honking fullbacks that usually are linebackers too. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm really curious and I, I'm anxious to see because this this uh, having a guy your size and with your ability uh, uh, to really just go up the middle kind of opens up a, a, a realm that arena football doesn't necessarily enjoy too much and that the rushing game is not always prevalent, but if they have a guy mm-hmm. like you uh, that they can use as both a, a passing weapon and somebody that can split the t- uh, the defensive tackles, then uh, I think you're I think you're in for a good system. Hopefully, if, if that's the case, because the running game is yeah. not all that heavy, but uh, you are a Swiss Army knife and that you can do quite a bit of things. So I hope they can use your talent the right way. Yes, I I, I think so. I think I'll play out well. Whether they want to run me up the middle, block. <laughs> go for a route. I got you. <laughs> so, what's your favorite part of of playing football in, in general? Just what's your what's the thing that does it for you in football? Mm. Mm, man, just the the brotherhood and the um, everybody. You know, just the level of respect that you really just naturally have for everybody when you step on the field. You know, everybody. You know, everybody's going to compete. Everybody's going to go hard, and just the brotherhood of everybody working together, man. And coming together for one cause, and also just the um, just the the competitiveness, man. Like just the just the competitive feeling that 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 um drive that it gives you when you're competing, man. You're trying to outwill somebody and just dominate somebody. That's a good feeling. That's why I like to play the game. Just 
impose my will on whoever, whenever, you know, and and that just gives me the drive to keep playing it. You know, it's it's a fun game. It's it's fun. It's a very very fun game. Exciting, but I like. I don't know. I like every part of the game. There's so much aspects of the game that you can't just like one part. But it's a couple of reasons that I do love the game. Um, that's the teamwork and the brotherhood and definitely just going out there and dominating somebody and competing. That's the thing about it, too. I've talked to I've talked to several athletes, and, and, and the first answer is never really that they love what's – I mean, they love what's on the field, obviously, or else they wouldn't be doing it. But everybody equates it to uh, being in that locker room, right, being with a bunch of guys that, that share your mm-hmm. same goals. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you're in a good locker room, it makes for a much better uh, experience out on the field. So, I mean, it's, it's just I, – I love hearing athletes say that because everybody gets so caught up in what happens on the field, obviously, because that's what right. we see. Mm-hmm. But what we don't yep. see – is all your shared experiences off the field. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. One big family, man, for real. <laughs> and you get to meet your new one very soon. When do you get to come out to California? Uh, I think training camp is the end of February, February 27th, I believe. So, um, yeah, end of February. So is this is this an opportunity for you to and I know look at I know this is one of those questions where every athlete gives you that same sort of answer where it's like okay but but honestly th- is I'm this keep it. I'm gonna keep it all the way in <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about it I love you so far um, is this so is this sort of you putting down some stuff on tape too in the hopes to eventually make it to the NFL definitely 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 this is definitely not the um you know the end of where I'm trying to be as far as football wise, I just I definitely want to put myself in position to create an opportunity to reach that highest level, you know, and just play with the best of the best as they would call them. But you know, I just want to reach that highest level. But definitely, it's definitely I see it as an opportunity to do that. Also, just play some great football, learn from, be around some great coaches, be a part of something new. Also, but definitely trying to get to that next level for sure. See, and and then let's talk about that mindset, because I know that there's obviously in 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 college sports and especially in college football, it, when you come out of college, it's usually NFL or bust. Right. And and we know mm-hmm. that the funnel is so, so thin up top that it's not, you know, it's very, very difficult to crack uh, the NFL. So and more college right. students don't make it than do. So talk about signing with leagues like the in- indoor football league or maybe even the arena league. Um, the the type of mindset you have to go at it hard because I know, I know a lot of athletes, maybe some of them that come out and they're like, oh, I had to sign, but it, it's got to be still exciting to continue to play football past college, right? Man, it's exciting and people don't understand. Man, football, football. One thing I did learn from playing at a low level school. Um, cause we would we would play. Well, sometimes we would have games against an FBS opponent or something like that, you know. And I'm in the backfield, whatever, like that. And I, you know, and I love playing the FBS talent because you know I love to compete. If I if I want to be the best, if I can run the ball against these guys, then that means I'm I'm pretty good. I feel like so. When we play, when I when we play the bigger schools, I always just realize that like yo, like some of these guys shouldn't even be playing defense for them. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter where you go or where, what level of football it is. There's always some people or a few people that be like, yo, why is he here? You know what I'm saying? Or because they're good, you know, you know, so I never look at like any opportunity to play football, like, Oh, it's just indoor. Nah, it's, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out there and have meet some people that are, you know, 
are have the same mission as me, have the same mission as me, and have the same goals. I probably going hard as me, so I can't walk into a situation where I'm asleep or I'm looking down upon it, or you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 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 that's the thing too. Again, you you have to go in with the right mindset. And and again, in a situation like the indoor football league, where uh, fans will have a little more access to you, and they'll have a little more, uh, they can they can sit closer to watch you play. You know, you guys get right into the into the stands half the time. Um, I think it's important mm-hmm. for them to know that the athletes that are there aren't don't have one foot out the door and aren't looking already to, to just say, well, I'm only here for a couple of years and then I'm off to the NFL. Uh, but to be invested in where they're at right now in the moment. Nah, I'm definitely, um, I'm at a point where I'm looking at it as just, if somebody's going to invest in me, I'm going to invest in them 100%. You know what I'm saying? If they're going to bless me with an opportunity, I'm going to give them my all. And if, if it works out that way, then it works out that way. But, I'm not looking to not looking like I'm not, I don't want to be looking at it as a hit and run, you know? Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I understand that's a good... that how, yeah, the whole, yeah, I understand that part of the game. Definitely. Yeah. No, and that's, and that's good. The fan, the fan, the fan bases. And I never understood the, uh, you know, I always see on TV how close the fans are, but I never thought it was deeper, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, and and because you're in, you're attached to um, smaller communities. I mean, Oakland is is not you know gigantic, but it's not tiny either. But it's still, uh, you get to know these fans, and these fans love you, and so it, it's a matter of uh, really responding in these smaller leagues to to your fans because of that. To me, that's where all of the the draw of these types of uh, indoor football league, arena football league, or or any of the other football leagues that don't fly the badge of the NFL. Um, you know, a lot of it's fan engagement. So, uh, to know that they have, and, and this is why podcasts like this, I think exist too, is that we need to bring the athletes to the fan and, and be more approachable because you only get, I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've watched some of your sound bites and it's like a minute and a half or whatever. Nobody gets to have a long form conversation with you like this to where we can talk about the things that make you tick. Right. So, um, speaking of, like, I like, you know, engaging in stuff like that. I'm a people person. I like talking. I like having conversations. (laughs) So I'm all for it. Good, good. All right. Well, speaking of that, what, what do you do on your downtime? Cause I know, uh, there's probably just ever so little downtime between working out and getting ready for the season, but what occupies your time when you're not getting ready for football? Um, well, I work, I work, I currently work at the Boys and Girls Club here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, I'm a program aide slash mentor. I basically come over with activities and mentor, um, kids from ages six to 13 and like after school program, summer program. Um, when I'm not doing that, um, I'm probably just chilling at home or chilling with a group of friends. Um, or really resting because I'm sore for real, for real. (laughs) For real, like weekend, yeah, um, yeah, resting. Seriously, if I can, if I can get up and go kick it or chill, something, be like that. I'm a, I'm a very social person, so I like getting out and just meeting new people, networking, doing things like that. I like to eat, so if you want to go out and eat, we can do that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not really big on video games no more. I've been trying to tell myself to get back into it, but. That's not really my thing <laughs> no more, but I got to, I'm a more one player person guy. I like playing one player games. So it's kind of like, I need to get a game of my own so I can have a control control over it. Right. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I like, I like playing 
I like playing chess for real. For I'm, I'm trying to make that my new thing. It's a really fun game once you learn how to play it. But um, so I need to meet new people, more people that like to play chess. So I like to play chess. Um, if I'm not doing that, I'm probably promoting my business. I have a, a business of my own. It's called Ski. And it stands for uh, Sacrifice, Collect, Invest. It's basically like a motivational business, uh, promoting well-being amongst humans throughout the earth, just trying to uh, break the cycle of today's generation, just continuing to be statistics, more like mentoring and um, providing services to put people in position to be the best person they can be. So, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I guess I do a lot when I'm not uh, working out, but... Most of it's really sleeping though and resting. <laughs> hey, there is nothing wrong with a good long nap. I got to tell you that much yeah, right now. Yeah, man, yo, I'm talking about set a timer for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, well, I tell you what, man, Oakland is getting a well-rounded, uh, amazing football philanthropist as well as a football player. So I, I think... Uh, they should be very happy with what they have in, in you. And I know that the fans will be happy to, to see you suit up uh, very, very soon. I, I'm, I'm one of those fans that's very anxious to see how this uh, Oakland Panthers team shapes up and what it's going to look like come opening day. Man, I'm excited. All right. Man, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> You're already a few months away. Having, be having images and visualizations in my head, man. It's just... just... Boom, I just ran somebody over. Boom, I just juked them. Yeah. Truck stick all day long. Mm-hmm. Beginning you hype, you'd be like, dang, like, what's wrong with you, dude? I'm like, sorry, man, I just had like a little daydream. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, it doesn't have to be a daydream for long. February is not very far away, and we get a chance to uh, yep, watch you take the field. So, uh, All right, we're going to go ahead and let you go. I know that you've probably got uh, one of the many, many things that you're going, going on right now to do, but uh, we just want to thank you so much for, for spending some time with us and, and uh, talking to the fans and, and getting to know Deshaun Jones, the running back for the Oakland Panthers. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, man. Go Panthers. All right, so it's time for a little informative session, shall we? Uh, I know that some folks that are listening to this show are new to the indoor game, new to uh, the arena uh, football, and and indoor football, really, uh, mentality and and what it's all about. So um, if you are new to the IFL, and and let's, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I am new to the IFL, um, as it were. Again, I've, I've followed the Arena Football League, um, but the Indoor Football League, I am new to. So I'm going to be uh, learning right along with uh, most of you about this league and its intricacies. Um, but some of these names actually do look a little familiar from uh, from the past. So I'm, I'm actually seeing some, some names of teams that I recognize. But uh, the league as a whole actually started in 2003 uh, under the intense football league. It was six teams at the time. Uh, and, and then in 2008, they actually merged with another uh, United Indoor Football Association. And so the, the IFL, as it's known today, uh, got its start in 2008 with its first season in 2009. So they've been going for about 10 years now. Um, and so they actually um, you know, have been going for quite a while. So they've, they've added new teams over the last few years. And of course, now uh, we're talking about them adding Oakland. And so the Oakland Panthers are one of the newest members of this IFL uh, that's been going for the last 10 years in, in its 
current in, uh, incarnation. So uh, hats off to the indoor football league for being able to uh, to expand um, because again they've 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 been around for a while and now they're they're really reaching out. Uh, some of the teams that are actually in this league, uh, the Arizona Rattlers, which was a part of the old uh, Arena Football League as as I remember it uh, back in the days when it was uh, I don't man it was a long time ago that <laughs> these guys were in that. So the Arizona Rattlers are a team uh, in this. Obviously the Oakland Panthers, uh, the Bismarck Bucks, Bismarck North Dakota, uh, Quad City Steamrollers. Uh, they're part of Illinois. Uh, that's that's where they're they're at right now. So Cedar Rapids River Kings out of Iowa, uh, San Diego Strike Force. So we've got a Southern Californian uh, representation in the league. Duke City Gladiators out of New Mexico, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Sioux Falls Storms, uh, uh, storms. The Sioux Falls Storm. Sioux Falls Storm. <laughs> Can they can they make the name harder to say? Sioux Falls Storm out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, the Green Bay Blizzard, which obviously is out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Spokane Shock, uh, Spokane, Washington. Iowa Barnstormers. That was another one, right? That that produced uh, Kurt Warner, actually. Iowa Barnstormers, and then the two shot the Tucson Sugar Skulls. Uh, and the, the teams with the hardest name to say, I'm going to probably trip on those all season long. Tucson Sugar Skulls out of Tucson, Arizona. And then, of course, the Sioux Falls Storm. There, I got that one right. But, uh, yeah, so those are the the teams uh, that are going to be taking the field. 12 teams in this league, and they're all spread across the country. Um and, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, there's a lot of travel for these guys, I suppose, but uh, but that's going to be, again, a lot of fun for, for the new teams to, to jump in um, and get there. So first week, uh, I don't think they put the schedule out. I haven't seen it yet, so we'll keep an eye on that as soon as they, they get those schedules posted. But uh, can't wait to see when and where and who uh, the Oakland Panthers are going to be uh, taking on first. So... Uh, let's talk a little bit about the game itself, the indoor game itself. Um, obviously you're going to notice that there are going to be less players on the field and that's by, by design. Obviously if the field is smaller, uh, the field is 50 yards uh, by 28 yards wide. So you take a, a, a major NFL football field, pretty much shrink it in half and that's what you get. Um, and then the end zones are only eight yards deep. So, you know, you don't have a lot of, of play back there. You can't just throw up one into the corner and hope to catch it uh, like like you can in an NFL field. You got to, I mean, if you toss it up, that's fine, but uh, you got to know that they're going to run into the wall at the end of that end zone. So you got to give them a little bit of, of room to wiggle there. Um, and then, of course, again, a lot of these, these uh, well, all these games are all played in, in indoor arenas, and most of them are where hockey is played. And so you're going to notice a lot of uh, padding of hockey walls and, and a lot of curvature in some of these um in some of these arenas because they're playing in the same arena that hockey teams are playing. And so a lot of times it's a quick turnover between a hockey game and an indoor football game. So uh, it's an easier thing to do to just throw up the the padded walls. So uh, they do that. And then uh, if you, if you really pay attention, the walls are in play. So you don't necessarily, um, you can go over the wall and, and, and have the ball caught and still be, and still have it be a catch. Um, you know, the walls, you, you can, you can still, 
the, the, the difference is, is that if you get hit into a wall, you're out of bounds. Um, but if you take yourself out and hit the wall for a second, you can still keep running as long as no one's touched you against that wall. It's, it's, it's kind of a quirky rule um, that you'll get used to. And, and the great part about it is that you'll actually see um, a lot of these guys, when they, when they go lay out for a catch, uh, they'll end up in somebody's lap. And, uh, you know, the, the, the folks in the front row are helping them get up and get back onto the field of play. Uh, and, and that's, again, one of those, those endearing type of, of atmospheres that you get with indoor football is that folks can actually um, end up in your lap, you know, or, or uh, you can actually catch the ball. And uh, I believe in the indoor football league, just like the arena football league, it's yours to keep. Um, it, is a, it is a souvenir. So uh, <laughs> if it goes out of bounds, you can, you can definitely uh, keep that one and, and, and make it yours. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the indoor game itself is, like I said, it's so fast. It's so fast. There's a lot of, with eight players on each side, it doesn't leave room for a whole lot of, of craziness. And usually it's like, um, you know, three, three linemen and the quarterback. So that's already four. And then the running back or, or the fullback in this case, and then a couple of receivers on the field, you know, three receivers on the field. Um, one of those receivers is allowed to run, uh, straight at the line of scrimmage. So, you know, in the CFL, they call it the waggle where you can kind of run in any sort of way, uh, leading up to, but uh, you can hit the line of scrimmage in full swing, uh, in the indoor game. And that makes for a lot of mismatches. And, uh, again, it's tough for these defensive guys to actually cover folks running at full speed right at them when they're only covering, having to cover like 25 yards, uh, or 30 yards down the field. So you'll see quite a bit of, of, uh, safety's getting burned. It's just, it, it, you'll hear it probably a hundred thousand times over the course of the season that the, the safeties in this game have to have short memories because they get toasted quite a bit. And, uh, it's difficult to be a defense, uh, a defenseman in this league because you, you got, you're going to get beat. You're going to get beat a lot because these receivers are fast and they're coming straight at you. Um, and, and like we talked about with Deshaun, the running back position is an interesting position in the arena league because again, you still have 10 yards to get right. I mean, it's still first down and 10 and you still have four downs to get it. But the problem is, is that you don't have a gigantic, uh, seven person front, eight person front, you know, whatever, six person front in front of you to block. You don't have tight ends in there to block. You don't have all that. You got, you know, three at best to block you. And so if you're going to do anything in the running game, you either have to be able to bust through those guys and, and break tackles, or you have to be able to, to bounce it outside and, uh, and break free. So it'll be interesting to see how the running game is utilized on the Oakland Panthers team with a guy like Deshaun Jones. Um, you know, again, I urge you if you haven't, and if you, if you didn't after the the interview, go watch his tape and go watch, you know, the, the, the interviews that he's done uh, with Campbell and, and leading up to this because uh, you know, it's, he's an exciting player to watch. So, if, if they can use the running game properly, if they can actually get that set up, um, then I think that uh, that Oakland's going to maybe, I don't know, break the mold <laughs> of arena football. Um, but yeah, the running back position is an interesting position in this because, again, there's not a lot of, of room for them to work. And uh, a lot of this is going to be done in the passing game. So, uh, you know... Jones is going to have to show his his hands and and maybe catch a few passes out of the backfield um, to 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 get downfield. But uh, and if you haven't watched it again, the the net behind the the goalposts are in play, and the goalposts are a lot thinner, um, so you won't see quite as many field goals uh, being attempted, only because. Uh, 
you know, it, it's difficult to make a field goal with the the post close together, and and not to mention, I mean, you know, if you're gonna you're gonna go for it, you're gonna go for it. The field position is gonna be the field position. There, it's a short field, so no matter if you go for it on fourth from your own twenty, uh, you know, it's not like you're you're giving up a whole lot of field position. So uh, you'll see a lot of of fourth down. Con- attempts and a lot of uh, trying to go for it and get the first down on fourth down uh, where, you know, if this were the NFL outdoor game or, or whatever, you, you probably see a lot more punting, but um, there's no, there's no real upside to punting in this game. So you might as well just go for it. Um, and you might actually see some, some folks going for field goals from way back deep. Uh, we saw it a couple times in the arena league where it was fourth down and, and, and long, 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 long. And so they just decided to try to kick the field goal because here's the thing. They kick the field goal. They miss. It comes off the net. It's still a live ball. So you got maybe an opportunity to recover it in the end zone and get a touchdown out of it. So a lot of different strategies because of that. So you'll, you'll see um, a lot of things play out. You know, return games are huge. And that may be something that may be a place where we see a guy like Jones make an impact uh, is in the return game because you catch the, the ball off the net. And now you got to turn around and run straight at, you know, seven other guys, eight other guys that are streaming at you um, from from shorter distance away. Uh, so maybe a guy like Jones would be fit to to catch those those kicks and use his speed to give good field position to the offense and, and maybe, um, you know, use it as a field position flipper. Uh, or we may even see him get switched over to a wide receiver position in this league. Uh, again, it's it, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of ways to use players in this game. So I will be curious once the final roster is set to see um, some of these practices and see how they get utilized and to uh, to just watch what happens uh, in this in this thing. And when we start, you know, when we start talking about a a, a, a league and a team that doesn't exist yet, um, there's a lot of hypotheticals. There's a lot of uh, well, we'll wait and see, and then we'll we'll have to check and see. But um, I think if you're listening to this show, that you're already anxious to get football going in, uh, you know, in the the spring and in Oakland, right in your own backyard. Uh, because again, once the Raiders are done, uh, there's kind of a hole right in the football season, and it'd be great to to fill the time after the NFL and before the A's get going again. Uh, with with something to watch and something to cheer for. Uh, and where can you cheer for them? Well, look at here. The Oakland Panthers will be playing in the Oakland Arena. So uh, they will they will be playing inside. Like I said, they're going to be playing inside. They're going to be playing in the arena, um, which used to ho- house the Golden State Warriors, right? So you guys in Oakland know exactly what I'm talking about. You know uh, where you're going. You probably have been there several, several times. Um, and so now it's the, uh, it's the place where the Oakland Panthers are going to play. So you get a chance to go to, um, to games again, uh, where you watch the Warriors play before they moved into their shiny new digs. But, uh, yeah, if you want to go watch the Panthers, go watch them play at the Oakland arena and, uh, you know, or at Oracle and, and we'll all have fun together. Cause I mean, again, it, it's, it's a, it's a small er, um, venue. Right. So it's going to be again, they're probably going to shut down some of the seats and maybe keep all the players or all the all the fans in a centralized spot. Uh, so you'll get an opportunity to be kind of up close and personal on the action, uh, which is, again, one of the biggest draws of being a fan of the indoor league is that you've got a chance to be right up on it and you get a chance to see um, these guys play at a, at a high level at a very, very close and personal um, distance. So I hope that uh, we enjoy this together. I hope that it's it's something that uh, 
We'll stay around because, again, I think uh, a lot of these these football leagues need to thrive. I think there needs to be more opportunity for these these players that uh, don't necessarily get a, a, a NFL look right out of college to just continue to play football. Uh, I know a lot of these guys, that's all they want to do is they just want to play football. And they don't really, I mean, they would love the millions of dollars. Don't get me wrong. That's, that's not, you know, we would all love for somebody to plunk. 17 million down on our laps and say here do what you love but um i think for a lot of these guys they just want the opportunity to continue to play and uh and when they get that opportunity they're they're so thankful for it and it shows uh in leagues like this and i think a lot of them would continue to play in leagues like this uh, the rest of their lives if they could just play football and and keep playing the game they love so uh all right i hope that was a a, a quick down and dirty we'll, we'll get into more later again this episode today was basically just to throw it out and and for you to uh, to get excited about oakland panthers football just like i am and uh and i think that uh, we we got a good Good taste of what's to come, especially with Deshaun joining us on the show to, to just talk about his his attitude and uh, his excitement for being a Panther. So, uh, all right, I think that's enough of the history lesson. Let's uh, let's end the show. All right, Panthers fans, that'll do it. That is going to end episode one of the Indoor Cats podcast. Again, this is a show dedicated to the Oakland Panthers of the Indoor Football League, and it's uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to watch football again after the NFL is over. It's going to be exciting to cheer for a brand new team. I think it's just going to be exciting overall for, for us to uh, welcome this, this team into California and Northern California, uh, the Bay Area. You know, just, just get excited about uh, football indoors in northern california so uh, i hope you're excited like i am and i hope that you continue to listen to this show thank you for listening so far uh again i I really do enjoy talking football and and i love talking uh whatever kind of football i can and and the fact that i get to to talk about a brand new football team that uh, hasn't even really taken the field well hasn't taken the field at all yet just barely putting itself together uh, i think is is what's great about uh football what's great about the indoor football league and, and just what's great about podcasting in general so uh, I look forward to having a lot more fun with you guys over the course of the season. Again, follow the show at Indoor Cats Pod. Instagram to be coming soon. I'm, I'm terrible at Instagram, uh, but now that I'm closer to the team, I think I might be able to, to make use of an actual Instagram. So keep your eye out for the Indoor, uh, Indoor Cats Podcast uh, Instagram coming soon. And uh, again, for now, just follow us on Twitter at Indoor Cats Pod. Uh, obviously, subscribe where you listen now or uh, wherever you find your, your podcast, I will get that up for sure. Um, wherever you get your podcast, be it Stitcher, be it Spotify, uh, Apple podcast, Google podcast, you know, there's a million different ways to, to listen to them now. So, but again, I just want to thank you for listening and, uh, I cannot wait to, uh, for this upcoming season and, uh, we are going to be on the prowl. Catch you next time.